Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I'm so glad that you are here hanging out with me today as we work together to create our best bodies and live our best lives and enjoy the process along the way and not see it as some big sacrifice, but really something that we do for ourselves and really learn and enjoy every step of the journey. I want to take you inside something that I do pretty much every day, and I realize that because I do it every day, sometimes I take for granted the patterns that I see, the trends that I spot pretty quickly, and so I want to kind of take you inside what I've learned from reviewing my clients' journals. This is something I do like every day. This is where they write what they eat, how much they eat, when they eat, how they're feeling, their workouts, their progress, their sleep, you name it. I get to see this for my clients every single day, and not only do I love helping them see the patterns and the trends, it's also very encouraging for me to see that oftentimes it's pretty simple fixes, that I had convinced myself fat loss was like this magical unicorn, right, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, and for myself, I was able to prove it's a whole lot simpler than I was making it with all my crazy crazy dieting strategies. But when I work through my client journals, it just really reinforces that. And for me, that's really, really encouraging. Results are possible as long as you have the data to know what works for an individual and what's not working for an individual. And as long as you're willing to do the work from shifting where you're at now doing what you're doing to where you will get results. And it usually does not require big shifts. What I'm going to do in today's episode is share the most common things that I see in my client journals and tracking documents that prevents them from getting results. When they make adjustments in these areas, they start getting results. Obviously, the prerequisite here is that you need to be tracking. If I have, for example, a client in my Fat Loss Fast Track group and they're feeling stuck or they're feeling frustrated or they feel like they're not getting results and they're not journaling, I'm like, sorry, Charlie, I can't help you. If you, I'm not a mind reader and I don't rely on your recall. And this is true for everybody, whether it's working. I won't work with anybody one-on-one that's not willing to journal, period, no matter what. Within my fat loss fast tracks, they sort of hold themselves accountable for the journaling. I'm not in that with them every single day. But if they get stuck and they don't have that journal, I'm like, yikes, that does suck. I'm really sorry that (laughs) you didn't create the tool that would allow you to get unstuck. So really the prerequisite here is that you need to be writing this stuff down. You need to have that data because our recall is very emotional and biased. 
and your journal is not. Your journal is just the facts. And this can be done in just a few minutes a day. So there's nobody on the planet that doesn't have the time to do this if they're serious about their goals. So that's the prereq. And I'm going to link up in the show notes to some blogs I've written on tracking and what you want to pay attention to, as well as a recent episode that I did on it uh, that talks about some free tools that I have as well. So I will link that up. People who do track, almost without exception, are blown away by the things they learn about their bodies, their preferences, what works for them, things that have always been there, but they never saw because they weren't paying attention. So as I go through these common mistakes, I want to kind of challenge everybody to not default to the yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know, response. I was reminding one of my Fat Loss Fast Track groups about this the other day. So many times we hear things and think, okay, yeah, uh uh-huh, I know. And when we have that response, we shut off both learning and we shut off thinking because we know. But are you doing it? Are you doing it consistently? The truth is, what you know doesn't matter. It's what you do that matters. And so our ego sometimes jumps in to give us credit, like, oh yeah, I know that. But are you doing it? It's really not about what you know. It's not about accumulating the most know-it-all points related to fat loss strategy. It's not that at all. So when you notice yourself defaulting to that response of, uh-huh, 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 stop and ask, am I doing this? Do I own this? Is this a habit? Where can I improve, right? Work on turning down that "Uh uh-huh, I know response and instead listen objectively and ask yourself, how consistent am I with this? One of the most effective ways to learn and to figure out what works is by identifying what doesn't work. One of the most awesome learning opportunities is studying your journal when you are not getting the results that you want. And to do this, you have to be willing to set your ego aside. And instead of being focused on everything that you're doing that should bring the results, be curious about what's not working so that you can actually get the results that you want, right? Do I know to avoid the mistake, but am I still making it? right? Do I know what to do and I'm not doing it? With what frequency am I skipping steps? With what frequency am I cutting corners? A lot of this just takes surrendering your ego, which is hard to do, but absolutely worth it because the alternative is to be right in your mind and wrong in your body, right with what you think you know, but wrong with the results that you're not getting. So let's dive into these most common fat loss mistakes that many, many, many people are making. I would say the most common issue I see is a combination of the first two mistakes. So these are two, but I'm going to kind of lump them together because they go hand in hand. The first is eating when you're not hungry. And the second is overeating healthy or fat loss friendly So this is obviously two issues, right? Eating when you're not hungry is one thing and overeating fat loss friendly foods is another. You might do that when you are hungry, but I want to lump them together as we break them down. And just to get more specific and share what this looks like or what this sometimes looks like when I'm inside of one of my client journals, let me give you some examples. If someone is consistently 
eating an hour or so after dinner every single night, like going for a snack every dinner after night, after every night after dinner within, you know, an hour, an hour and a half, even if it's something small and it's not a full meal, that gets me thinking, all right, sometimes you might be legitimately hungry after dinner. Maybe you didn't have a meal that was going to really sustain you or you ate less or you were more active or you didn't eat that much early in the day. But if every single day you are going back into the kitchen after dinner to eat something, you're not hungry every single day within an hour of dinner. So this is most likely a habit. And more often than not, it's probably out of boredom or emotional eating or opportunity eating. Either way, not eating when you're hungry, just eating out of a pattern of behavior or a routine or in response to some emotional situation, right? Or maybe I'll see that, They had a big balanced lunch or big balanced breakfast, and then maybe an hour later they're going for the Quest Bar or the cookie or the handful of candy. And I'm thinking, you're not hungry. You're not hungry. And if you were hungry, then you'd be more likely to eat anything, but it seems like you're picking out the things that really satisfy this need for sweet, and that is driven by craving, not driven by true physiological hunger, right? Here's the thing that I really want to hammer home, and I am i know I have said this repeatedly, but I think that many of us get tripped up on this. There is no food on the planet that is fat loss friendly when you are not hungry and your body does not need fuel. Seriously, it doesn't matter if it's carrots or it's cookies. If your body doesn't need fuel, it's not fat loss friendly to eat no matter what it is that you're putting in your mouth. And I think a lot of this, this sense that like, oh, I really want something to eat. I'm not really hungry, but it's okay because I'm going to choose blueberries or it's okay because I'm going to choose almonds. A lot of this comes from very normal black and white thinking of the dieting mentality. Well, if I'm going to eat, I'm going to make a healthy choice. And I understand it because I thought that way too, but I want you to practice challenging yourself to be objective in new ways, to think differently. And let's do that by looking objectively at how your body sees food or fuel, not your ego, not your emotions. What is your body thinking? How is your body responding when you eat? Again, not your ego, not your emotions, not your dieting paradigm, okay? Your body, when you eat, just realizes there's fuel here. Do we need fuel? If we need fuel, let's use it. If we don't need fuel, let's store it, period. It doesn't avoid storing it when you don't need fuel because it's healthy, Your body doesn't process information that way. So one of the most common issues I see is that people are eating when they aren't hungry and then justifying with, well, it was just a handful of this or it was healthy or at least it was a good choice. There is nothing that is fat loss friendly if you're eating it when your body doesn't need fuel. I'm sorry, it's just true, right? It's just true. So I think that the extent to which we can practice being objective with, I don't need to justify with this my my logic, my big bank of knowledge in my head about what's healthy, what's fat loss friendly, and what's not. Guys, eating when you're not hungry is not fat loss friendly, period. It doesn't matter what you are eating. And so this habit that we have of justifying the handful of this or the bite of this because it was healthy 
it's not serving us, right? And you might be able to justify it in your head, but how about you listen to your body and the results that you are getting in terms of whether or not it's a logical argument. And just to give you a shortcut, it's not a logical argument. The other side of this is overeating healthy or fat loss friendly foods, right? In addition to not eating when we're truly hungry and eating when we're not hungry, just eating things because they are healthy, right? I absolutely know that we feel that eating berries and cheese is an improvement over eating Cheez-Its and ice cream. It is. You're right. And that is awesome. But it doesn't mean that it's allowing for fat loss. There is a difference between eating healthy foods and eating with the goal of fat loss. I think it's awesome if you decide to have berries instead of crackers. I think it's fantastic if you decide to have chicken instead of some microwave meal. I think that's fantastic. But let's not get caught up in our egos because that's what it is. We justify, we create this big complex story about, well, it's better than what so-and-so ate or it's better what I used to eat. Okay, fine. But if you just want to eat healthy foods and that's your goal, then eat healthy foods. But if you want to eat for the goal of fat loss, then you can't just say, well, it's healthy, so it's okay. And I'm not really hungry, but berries are a good choice. There is no good choice when you don't need that fuel. There is a difference between what a lean person can eat to maintain their weight and what your body needs for fat loss. There's a difference between what you can eat to maintain your weight and what you can eat for fat loss, okay? Yes, we definitely want to eat whole foods for fat loss. We sure do. There is a benefit of eating whole foods over processed foods. We definitely want to eat foods that control our blood sugar and our insulin response. We sure do. But just because something fits those criteria doesn't mean that we can go back for seconds or thirds and we should burn fat because we're eating those things and not other things. It doesn't mean that we can have random bites and handfuls throughout the day without consequence. And your body is telling you flat out, it ain't going to happen. But you're being emotional about it. Sometimes we have this notion that because it's healthy, we should get results. Because it's an improvement, we should get results. Because we're eating cleaner than we used to, we should get results. That's based on emotion and should slash fair logic instead of fact. Biology, physiology, what your body is telling you, hey, Chica, this is what's true. Hey, Chico, put that down, right? Let go of how you think it should work and what you deserve and embrace what your body is telling you as fact. Now that begs the question, what if you're constantly hungry, right? What if you're constantly hungry and that's why you're going for seconds and thirds and grazing every hour? That is your body letting you know that something isn't right. Either you aren't eating enough or you're not eating the right things. I'm going to link up in the show notes to episode seven of the podcast way back when. It still exists. You can't get it on iTunes. I'm, iTunes will only show you the last 100 episodes, but you can still um, listen to episode seven either on primalpotential.com or on Spotify or on iHeartRadio or I don't know what Stitcher's limitations are, but episode seven still exists. And episode seven really explains why some people feel perpetually hungry and what to do about it, okay? A lot of it has to do with the fact that you are not keeping your blood sugar stable and steady. And so your body, in an attempt to trigger you to get your blood sugar up, it signals you with hunger. But if you make different food choices, then you quench this hunger, okay? So we're not going to go into that in today's episode. I've done a bunch of episodes on it. I will link those up 
in the show notes. It might be that you're just not eating enough because you're in dieting mode, but some people are just not eating the right things at the right time in the right quantities, which I've tackled in other episodes that I will link to. And then some other people just think that they're always hungry, but it's really that they're just always thinking about food. And just because you want to eat doesn't mean that you are actually hungry. One of the other very common mistakes I see people making, and this is a tough one because a lot of people don't want to hear it or don't want to change it, and that's okay. I put this stuff out there, and it's okay if you're not ready to grab onto this. I know a lot of people really struggle with this one, including people that I've worked with for a very long time, but this absolutely keeps lots of people from making progress, and that is that they are more attached to the results than they are to the process. They want to see the number on the scale move, period. That is their objective. And they care far more about immediate results than living the process. What happens then is that their effort is dictated by whether or not they're seeing the results that they want. And if they aren't seeing the results that they want, they get all emotional and then they overeat because it's not fair. And what's the point? You know who wins? The consistent people. The people who do the work and focus on the work and trust that if they keep doing the work and stop talking themselves out of doing the work because the scale didn't, you know, make them smile that day, those people are the people who win. You know who loses? The people who talk about how unfair it is that they ate clean yesterday and they're up a half a pound today. Decide that you will take care of yourself because that's what's best for you and the results will come if you will finally be consistent with that and that your attachment to the results is what's driving your inconsistency. Seriously, it's not that you're inconsistent because you don't know better and it's not that you're such a hero because you're so focused on the results and that's what matters and you're just a winner. No, your attachment to the results is driving your inconsistency because your focus and your effort and your attention and your energy needs to be on the work and not on the results. And if you do that, the results will take care of themselves. Trust the process without being emotionally attached to the results. And I can't talk you into this one. I wish I could. Boy, I wish I could. But this is something that when you get it, it'll be a game changer. The last thing I'll say about this one is your attachment to the results without a commitment to the process, like a true commitment to the process, I will do the work. Has it been working for you? And do you want to continue to do something that admittedly doesn't work for you? Moving right along to the next mistake that you might be making and keeping yourself from the results that you want is the frequency of treats, indulgences in your diet. Many, many people have convinced themselves that they deserve or need or should have a treat every single day. And for some people, that will work for a while. But for a lot of people, your body is letting you know that that doesn't work. It might be a great realistic maintenance strategy. You might be able to have a small indulgence every single day and maintain your weight. But if that's not what you want, if you want to burn fat, then you kind of got to rethink that. And this is something that I think all of us can powerfully redefine. Do you need a treat every single day? If you don't have a treat every single day, is it possible that that might make you enjoy them even more and not rob you of enjoyment, but actually add more enjoyment to your life? Will having a treat every single day bring you the results that you want? Is it bringing you the results that you want? Is it always worth it? 
when you look at things, whether it's dark chocolate or it's cookies or it's ice cream or it's alcohol or it's candy, whatever it is, does it help you reach your goals? Do you want to reach your goals? Is that thing, the chocolate, the chocolate covered nuts, the wine, the whatever, would you rather have that than experience life at your goal? Right? I used to say, people would say like, I mean, do you really, do you have to have that every day? Do you want to have that every day? And I'd be like, yes, yes, I absolutely do. I want those things every day. And I worked on reframing that for myself. And here's how I did that. If I'm going to have a treat, if I'm going to indulge, I want it to be amazing. I have indulged from CVS and Walmart far too many times. There's nothing worth it for me there. If I am going to indulge, I want it to be something special, something that I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so worth it. On a scale of one to 10, it was an eight, nine, or a 10. I want you to love your food. I don't want you to eat the leftovers off your kid's plate when they're cold or even when they're hot. I don't want you eating the random goldfish crackers that just taste like crunchy, salty things. There's nothing delicious and amazing and worth it for most people in that, unless you're like, you know, the level 10 super fan of goldfish, in which case, you know, rock on, enjoy them. Hope you do. But I want you to fall in love with your food. And the great thing about this strategy is that it creates a space for you to say, you know what, that's not worth it. If I'm going to indulge, I want it to be special. I'm not going to have the spoonful of almond butter and chocolate chips because it's just average. It's not special. I've had it a million times. It doesn't have anything new or special to offer me. But now if there's an award-winning bakery with a red velvet cupcake, sign me up. No guilt whatsoever. The other day, my sister um, had a birthday. We had a family birthday party, and my she wanted ice cream cake made with coconut ice cream. That's cool. Good for her. That's fine. But you know what? It's not worth it for me. Is coconut ice cream good? Yeah, it's fine. Is it amazing? Is it something I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, this was worth every bite? No, absolutely not. So I didn't have it, right? Love your food. Make sure it is worth it. And I think this perspective... It's not from 7-Eleven, it's not from CVS, it's not three days old out of the fridge, it's not my kids' leftovers, it's not even something I don't even really like, but it's sweet and I want sweet. No, 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 no. I think this perspective of, is it amazing? Is it an 8, 9, 10? Will help you dial down the frequency of your treats. And I think it will also really make a meaningful difference in how much you enjoy them instead of like, I wasn't even paying attention. I was totally watching television and I just shoved that down my throat. Why did I do it, right? I want to eliminate that, oh, why did I eat that feeling from people? Because it's not worth it. If you feel that way afterwards, train yourself out of that behavior because it's not worth it. Realistically, guys, for most people, unless you're just starting out and you've got, you know, 100 plus pounds to lose, which I've been there and more power to you. I, I, I think there's a real benefit to being in that position because you can indulge more because what represents an improvement gives you more wiggle room for indulging. But for most people, if your goal is leaning out, if your goal is fat loss, you can't indulge every day. And you can choose to see it as deprivation. That's your choice. I see it as an opportunity to really focus on only eating things that are amazing and delicious and totally worth it. The last and super common mistake I want to talk about today that keeps people from seeing the fat loss results they want is lack of consistency. And it usually looks like this. A really great fat loss friendly day. A sort of meh, it's fine. 
a, a day that would be fantastic for maintenance, right? But overall, a good day, but not a great, this was definitely a fat loss day. And then a not so friendly fat loss day. And we have a sprinkling of like the A plus days and then the it was a pretty decent day, and then the not-so-fat-loss-friendly days. But here's what we do because we are ego-driven creatures is we lump together the really great days and the like, eh, days as the argument that we should be making progress. But what's realistically happening is that your days, when it comes to fat loss, are either win, lose, or draw. And the truth is that the days that are draw or lose outnumber the days that are win. You're only crushing it. You're only really doing the fat loss friendly work a couple of days a week. And then you have a couple of days that are like meh, that I would consider those days a draw. And then you have a day or two that's absolutely a loss in the fat loss game. And so you're not bringing the consistency, but you focus on the days that were great and on the days that were like decent without thinking really objectively, did I do the work required for fat loss consistently enough to get results? No. Now, every day is not going to be fat loss friendly, and that is okay. It doesn't have to be, but you do have to be consistent. Consistency wins. You can't have a great day up until 7 and then throw your fat loss goals out the window and eat from 7 until 10 and then judge the day based on the first three quarters of it. I did pretty well. No. Overall, that day was not a day that's going to bring you towards your goals. Sorry about it. Reality is hard sometimes. It is. But I want you to look at your journal. I want you to be honest and objective and not defensive about your consistency. Be real. Was it a fat loss friendly day or not? Not like, well, I mean, it was until, until dinner and after dinner it got a little shaky. No, dude, it's a no. It wasn't. You didn't do the consistent work. And that's okay, but get honest with yourself about it and work towards improving your consistency. Choice by choice as you go through the day are your choices aligned with your goals. Are you eating when you're not hungry? Are you overeating healthy foods? Are you eating too many treats? Are you obsessing over the results more than you are obsessing over the work, the process, what you need to do to move in the direction of your goals? If you can be honest with yourself about these mistakes, not what you know, but what you are doing and doing consistently, this can be a game changer for you. So I'm going to link up a bunch of resources in the show notes. Go over to primalpotential.com and check those out. Uh, we will wrap up with what I ate yesterday. I started the day again with coconut butter. I don't know. It's just been easy in the morning before I go work out. After my workout, I had some Brazil nuts and some um, kelp, which I don't like. It's not good, but I wanted to try it and uh, it definitely was not worth it, but it was different. Uh, then I had spaghetti squash with some grilled chicken and some tomatoes and garlic and olive oil. I'm totally on a spaghetti squash kick right now. And then dinner was very simple, and you will notice the lack of cruciferous vegetables. That was intentional yesterday. Bacon and eggs, and then I sautéed an onion with some olive oil and some garlic, and I got it like nice and brown and crispy. It was just amazing and so delicious, and I immediately wanted a second one, but I didn't need a second one, so I said, no, girl, you don't need that. Um, but that's what I ate yesterday. I really appreciate every single one of you. I appreciate you being here. I have tremendous respect for your curiosity and your intentions to improve your health and improve your life. I want to know I'm 100% in your corner wanting to help you every single step of the way. I hope you have a great day and I will talk to you soon. Are you ready? 
To move beyond listening and learning and really change your life, really live into your highest potential instead of just wishing for it and hoping something clicks, I want to do that with you. And that's why this fall, I'm hosting the first ever Primal Potential Women's Transformation Weekend, Ascend, in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th. It will be a small group, but you can get your ticket and learn all the details at primalpotential.com forward slash ascend or by listening to episode 203 of the Primal Potential podcast. Here's what I know. Ascend will change your life, and I would love to have you join me. See you this fall. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.